0: Hello everyone, this is Petal with the After 50 Shades of Grey podcast and we have an exciting podcast for you today with my guest, Andy Snyder, because Andy is a licensed clinical social worker and therapist, but more than that, she's a dating and relationship coach. So since we are in the month of love February, we are continuing in the same vein about relationships and specifically dating, which is Andy's specialty. So let's tell you a little bit about Andy. She is a licensed clinical social worker, dating and relationship coach. She brings 28 years experience successfully coaching clients to get the results they want in all areas of their lives. She is known as the love catalyst. I love that (laughs) because she helps women Mm -hmm. find their soulmate, deepen feelings of authenticity and self-love and create a happy, healthy relationship. (laughs) And of course, to have fun dating along the way. Nobody talks about the fun in dating. We talk about in the stress, but Andy's going to throw the fun in. Her website is findandkeepagreatman.com. You can find her on Facebook and YouTube under the same name also. So we're going to talk to Andy today, as I said, about how do we have more fun dating?
1: So Andy, welcome to the podcast. So great to have you. Kettle, thank you so much for having me here today. I'm so happy to be here and talk with your ladies. Um so excited to be here. Thank you.
0: Wonderful. And I'm
1: excited to talk about the fun. Yeah, I love to talk about the fun. Yes. So thank you. I think
0: that's going to be a mindset shift for many of us, because especially once you're in your 40s and your 50s and after, you kind of think of dating as something that people in their teens and twenties and thirties maybe should do, but we are bringing it all the way home today, ladies. So first, um, tell us how you got started and came to be a dating coach.
1: Well, one of the biggest things that brought me into coaching and counseling years ago was that I love to facilitate positive change and I love to spark those connections, the inner connections for people and also to make connections between different people. And love the the magic, the art the you know it really just touches me to the core when I see the look of love in people's eyes, the couples when they're in love with each other, and so that just really warms my heart. And but you know, for me, like so many of the ladies that are probably in your audience, for me, my love journey was not an easy one. It, it was kind of like a rocky road, <laughs> and yeah, and you know so i i had my bumps for sure and you know i started i was pretty lucky i Started in my youth, I had parents that helped me with personal growth. And because I was um, very shy and introverted as a teen and had some challenges with self-esteem. And so, you know, the, the guys that I attracted were, you know, not the best match for me. And I just kept attracting the wrong type of men. And maybe you, you're familiar with that with people in the audience. Or, is, is, or, you know,
0: Isn't yeah. that funny, though? how it's almost like a magnetic field (laughs) that you're in that place and it's like they can be on the other side of the world and they'll find you (laughs)
1: Yes, but yeah, I, didn't, I, I and, and it's not that they were bad men or anything like that. They were just very lovable and I, I mean I just had this karmic type of relationship it felt like that they were they were there to serve me in some way and that it just really helped me with my growth and and they were you know we just we loved each other and I wouldn't say that there was anything wrong with them or the wrong with me attracting them. I mean I, I don't put them down in any type of way. It was but it, it was not like they were the the, the Right person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was hard in some ways. The breakups were hard and there were hard challenges that I had to undergo. And, you know, I eventually got married to a, a wonderful man, but we didn't have the relationship skills between the two of us to sustain like a, a long lasting loving relationship. And so when I broke up with we, we broke up, you know, I felt like really lost and I didn't know what I was going to do with myself. And it was like I had lost a part of myself because I had like wrapped myself up around him in some ways and maybe you're familiar with this concept of like people talk about it as like a codependent type of relationship where you kind of lose your identity with the Absolutely. person and yeah and so I talked to a lot of my clients about this where you uh, have to go and kind of recreate yourself mm-hmm. where you find new new girlfriends and you find new interests in life and you you have to recreate who you are like a self-discovery process and that's what I did I really decided and like I actually made a decision that I have to recreate who Andy is and it was like so important to me at that point like I made love really purposeful in my life like love was going to be my purpose and I decided am going to put so much energy into discovery of who Andy is and what love is and so I studied and studied and studied like relationships and sexuality and intimacy and healing and all different things about how I could create more love in my life and you know went on dating apps and, and different things And I had lots of different relationships and I just really up-leveled and every time I up-leveled my inner self I would up- level men in my life. So I could finally find like a hat like the happiness like for myself.
0: Yeah, that and, goes and- with um something that I actually recorded the other day about the answer is within. At the end of the day, it begins within. If we're not yeah. doing the work yeah. on ourselves, it's really unfair to expect someone else to come in and mm-hmm. get us, right? Especially yeah. when we yeah. have baggage that right. we We've had bad relationships, we've had other things that happen in our life that define and, you know, make us the person we are. And there has to be a point where we go through and say, this is not serving me, I need to discard it. And right. what can, what lessons can I learn from that relationship that would help me to be better? Not just for my next relationship, but better for myself, right? So. Right. That Well, relationships
1: are really, really a mirror. You know, Mm -hmm. they're either a relation, they're like a mirror for like what is like the past and we can like welcome what did I learn from my past and like just really say thank you to that past self and that past relationship partner for those lessons. And then relationships can be a mirror for what's happening in our life right now that like still pushes our buttons, that we need to clear and heal. Um, And it can be a relationship mirror for like somebody who's on our leading edge and somebody who's very inspirational Mm. and what we want to aspire to Mm. and, and they help us grow and into, into our, like the leading edge of what we want for ourselves, you know, kind of like that model or mentor.
0: That's a great perspective, right? In the same way that you can attract or you may have attracted people who were not the right fit for you, the more positive you are about yourself and about your desires has the real potential to, as you said, attract more of your leading edge, you know, and aspirational. I I love that because I think a lot of times when we are not happy with ourselves or we don't look ourselves enough. We almost try to find someone who we can hide behind, right? We where we don't really have to be authentic. We don't have to let them see the bad parts of us. And it that just is never good. That kind of relationship eventually goes awry because if you're not being your authentic self, that can't last, right? At some point, right, you are going to rise to the surface. So mm-hmm. really knowing who we are and the what our needs are and what we are looking for in a relationship is critical i would think
1: so it is it is critical and and title you you lead me into um something that's really important is that in the work that i do with clients they can come in at any point on the journey in their love journey some clients um, come in in that self-discovery part they're still trying to work on what is it, it that they're you know, what is it that they're trying to find out about themselves in that healing process, maybe clearing out the baggage from the past um, maybe they're trying to clear the pathway to love, you know, they're not ready yet to, to go on a date but they're, they're just trying to clear out the baggage and maybe step into the waters of embracing the possibility for a date but maybe they're working on self-love you know really looking at not judging the self anymore really opening their hearts and taking in more love for themselves but maybe they're at that place where you just talked about and opening up the possibilities for a partner and what kind of partner do they want looking at what what's the qualities of a man, what, how would it feel to have those types of, qualities in a, in a partner having that person by their side what does that do for them in a relationship Was it, what how will that expand their horizons in their life what, what what does that really add to their life and how would it feel to have that person with them you know and then there's the dating skills part it's like oh I haven't been dating in a while does that feel hard and scary does it feel like boring does it feel like a big chore in my life is it like cause I'm so busy already is it a uh, professional woman, you know, does it, does it add something or does it take it away? So it's like, there's so many things and aspects about how I help women in each person as individual where they can jump in and make their love journey More
0: effective, right? Yeah, Yeah, putting in the work—I call it. Um, (laughs) I love the Valentine post that you made on Facebook, where you said, "Not all dates you have will be epic." But Mm
1: -hmm. what came after that? But but the the, it doesn't have to be a, a pitfall. You know, it doesn't have to be awful. It it can be. You know, more dates can be fun and more dates can be good dates you know some dates will be bad some dates will be good some dates will be kind of in between what what we were saying is that if you show up like what we were talking about before if you do show up as your authentic self, your best self, and you put your best foot forward and you take, I call it aligned action. It's like a bold action that's aligned with the outcome that you want to create. Now, it depends on what that, act, that outcome is that you want to create. Is the outcome... Like, hey, I want to go on a date and just check it out and see if this man is going to be fun for the evening. You know, just as a possibility for a fun date, that could be a fun night. You know, but if you go in and you think, oh, my God, I have this expectation that he has to be the one. And if if he's not the one, then, oh, my God, I'm going to be stressed because maybe then uh, he's not going to be the one. Then maybe I'm never going to find the one. There's so much stress and so much pressure. Right. so so much it's so much like easier to have like a, a light-hearted open-hearted non-expectation you know just like having that outcome like the, the outcome be i'm going in with an open heart and open mind ready to have fun with a focus on fun right so when we focus on fun we when we focus when we focus on fun it's easier to have fun i like
0: that um The another guest we had talked about that, you know, that we tend to go in thinking this is going to be the person I've got to be perfect because this is going to be the one. But how about we approach dating as especially if we have not done it in years? or decades how about if we approach it with this is just another fun experience that i'm going to have it's not going to be do or die he doesn't have to be prince charming we're just gonna go have fun talk and see if we find some common ground and i think if we if that self shows up it'll be a better time for both people on the date right because You're not tense, you're not waiting for some moment to happen, so you're just relaxed, you're you, you're enjoying yourself. So, yeah, I I like that idea of making the fun part of it the primary part of it. Relationships can come after.
1: (laughs) Right. And in in social dance, we have a saying. It says, dance with the one who shows up. Ah. (laughs) And that means you... be the person who you want to attract and that means be who you are and be your authentic self be it's not like you're pretending that you're someone else and or you're pretending that the person who is in front of you you try and understand and manipulate who you think that 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 person wants you to be so that you can be um okay for them and then you'll have more fun it's no you be yourself and then you dance with that person and you have a conversation and you show up who you are and they show up who they are and then you have this little dance together and you make a dance out of the situation as it is and if that person shows up and you know the the waiter spills something and you know, you you see what happens, or if if that person makes a joke, you see what happens, or if that person has you know shows up in a cutoff and it's supposed to be you know a a more formal event, you you just show up with and you dance with that. You know, you just you just go with the way it is. Go with the flow, off, as they say. <laughs> you laugh it off later. Yeah, you just you just laugh it off later, and you you just maybe that's like that's the person's quirkiness, and you fall in love with that later, right? You know, and they fall in love with. You fall in love with they fall in love with your quirkiness because you you want them to fall in love with your quirkiness. You don't want to hide your quirkiness. You you just want them to be totally accepting and loving of who you are. You don't want to have to like hide it and then have it come out later and they go who the heck is that? Right. you didn't show that to me. Yeah. So I think we want to
0: emphasize that for the listeners, right? Yeah. That here are the points. You're going to show up your authentic self. You're showing up to have fun and you're going to dance with the partner that shows up. So you're bringing the fun. You're bringing the lightheartedness. And from there, I think more authentic conversations flow because people can tell when the real you is in the room. Generally,
1: now generally there there are and, times. And here's, a, here's a key pedal: is that guys tend to overall say, like when you survey guys, they tend to say that what they really like from women. Is a woman who shows up authentically, who shows up, who's lighthearted and fun, and who will not um, be judgmental. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so then when you're open and you are um, being open-minded and friendly... They like that when you're fun and, and lighthearted. They like that when you're just showing up to be just like real. They like that. So uh, so and what happens is when people later on, they get to that place where things shift out of love, like it's been in this like in loveness place. And then people like later it kind of shifts and they wonder what happened. Mm. It's usually because it's usually because people stop pretending yep. and they go back to where they were and who they are and they wonder hey hey what happened you know so if you start off and both people are actually being who they are it doesn't it doesn't lose that connection
0: it's like when people say they were friends for years and then they realize oh i kind of like you and from there yeah. built a romance right yeah, because yeah. with your friends you generally are being your authentic self so if there's nothing yeah. else you take from this today <laughs> you I, must show up authentically and in right. my um opinion for all its worth you are more likely to do that in your 50s and your 60s, because you're tired of playing games. For some people, that happens Mm -hmm. in their 30s and 40s. But I think the real self-knowledge happens, begins for most people in their 40s, where they're looking and saying, I've in or, you know, I've done this and this worked for me for a while, but I'm kind of wondering what else is there for me? And I think mm-hmm. just about your 50s and by the time you hit your 60s, you're like, hey, my terms, <laughs> you know, I don't want anybody else calling the shots and telling me what I should have or I shouldn't have. And we start to really try to find our own value and say, you know, validation from the environment is great, but actually I'm good. I'm doing the work. I'm making sure that I come to a place of love, acceptance, and forgiveness. Because a lot of times we have to forgive ourselves for some of the errors we've made in our lives. And we seek forgiveness from our children, our partners. But when do we ask ourselves for forgiveness? Mm, I'm big yeah. on self-forgiveness of reaching inward and Getting those cobwebs and saying, you know, yes, I made those mistakes. Yeah, that was stupid. But you know what? In that moment, I made the best decision I could with the information I had. And let it go. Let it go. As my granddaughters are always singing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) forgiveness is super important and you know sometimes though that coming to that place of compassion for oneself can be a challenge Mm -hmm. and especially if you're not used to doing that and so um if that is hard to do on your own because of inner inner challenges, you know, inner wounds and stuff like that. You know, I have tools and techniques help, you know, my clients, you know, get to that place of self-soothing, self-healing, that, you know, doing that inner work and um, being able to, um, you know, have, you know, have guidance to right. be able to, to heal the, you know, what's Behind the you know, the, that below
0: the surface the place where yeah, they talk the about hurt. in psychology, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: below the hurt, you know, so that so that compassion for oneself can actually exist, right? Mm-hmm. So, Andy,
0: you have four secrets for dating success that I'm sure you want to share with us.
1: Yeah, I do. Um, So one of them that people ask me a lot is like, what am I supposed to wear on that date? (laughs) Because, you know, it's, it's hard to know, like, what happens when you when you, somebody does ask you to go out on a date? What am I supposed to wear? So uh, I get that a lot. And when I look in my closet, sometimes I have no idea what to wear for anything. And so that's an important thing is to, to feel confident when you go out on the date and be able to express yourself confidently, authentically. So whatever you choose to wear on the date, you want to be able to feel good about it. And everybody's going to have a different idea what you feel good in and the most important thing is to wear a smile and to be able to to look at the, the man and feeling good about yourself, smiling at him, making eye contact and depending on the situation where you're going, I think that you dress for the function. So if most, I think most first dates will probably be casual. And so you'd be wearing something casual. You're not going to wear your fanciest outfit. Um, If you're going to a coffee date, you're not going to wear a real fancy dress. Or if you're going for a walk in the park, you're not going to wear your high heels, obviously. But wear something that you feel that communicates your own personal unique style and that highlights your um, complexion and that you feel good in and if it uh, you look in your closet and you don't feel like you have anything that does that then I would say you need a closet makeover for it's time to go out (laughs) it's time to do the spring spring cleaning early and And optimize your closet and at least get some good outfits that you can wear over and over again until you can do the whole closet makeover and be able to to comfortably uh, feel like you can go out on a coffee date or, you know, a casual date to be able to dress dress where you feel confident and comfortable and uh, successful on that date.
0: And depending on the date, I, you know, I would not recommend sweats, but... It might be a sweats kind of date, you know, where you're going to go hiking in the park or something like that. But I am a firm believer in if we're not comfortable. So if you decide to wear a bodycon dress that needs that your Spanx can't even deal with, you got to get the real stuff to hold the rolls in and you can't breathe. It's hard to be authentic when you can't breathe. So maybe you need a looser fitting dress dress for the first date. You know, Those are some things to really consider. If you are going to be walking beside this person and you haven't worn stilettos in years and you suddenly get up on stilettos because it make your legs just look great. But if you're walking like you're toppling, you're not going to feel confident. So mm-hmm. I think what you wear, I, th- I think this is really, really important because it does help with your enjoyment. Enjoyment of the day and your authenticity
1: yeah and you know love is like a vibration it's not a destination you need to be uh tuning in to your heart space it's it's more important to be in a state of love mm-hmm. and it's more important to be connected to your heart and coming from that place of self-acceptance And then it is what you're wearing, you know. So yeah. So so what's the next one? It's not important. (laughs) It's not important to be wearing the heels, you know. Wear the comfortable shoes and connect to your heart. Right. You know. So it's it's not. It's you know what what shade of eyeshadow you're wearing is not as much important (laughs) as you know as uh, or or what color what color shirt you're wearing is not as important as whether or not you're you're saying nice personal things to yourself and you're accepting who you are at you know so that's the, the most important thing to think about is it's coming from uh an accept self-acceptance and confidence about who you are and then connecting to that other person from a place of open heartedness as well okay so that's the we want to put that top of mind here top of mind yes
0: yes right it's important it
1: sets the stage for everything else right exactly yeah okay so the next thing um, we were looking at is when to have that um, when to have that first kiss so um,
0: if you even want to have that first kiss
1: (laughs) Right. Well, you know, if you want to have that first kiss, exactly. So, like, sometimes that kiss is not going to happen if if you don't like this guy, right? You know, you you have the total option to go, okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have the kiss, you know, because we're just going to shake hands, maybe or not even shake hands. You could just call it a day and go, hey, thank you very much. I've really enjoyed the date. Um, and you know, you can have him, you know, say, you know, you if he says, can I call you? Say, you know. I've just really enjoyed the date, and you know, I think that we're we're not compatible. But you know, I'll keep you in mind for a girlfriend, perhaps. Or you know, you can you can say I you know I'm I'm just happy to have met you, but I don't think that we're a good match for each other. So you don't even have to go into the kissing, right? Right. If you do think that, <laughs> if you do think that, maybe you're into him. And you might want to have a kiss, but there's still no expectation to have a kiss at a certain time. You know, people put so much dress on. Oh, my God, should, should I have it just like in the movies? You know, where it's got to be that <laughs> Lean like in. A, a epic romantic moment at like the end of the night. Right. Mm-hmm. All the stars line up. And then when he does kiss you, you're going to hear bells and whistles and like like all sorts of like skyrockets are going to go off. Right. Because he's the one for you. I love the movies. You know, it's like all Hollywood. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, but it, it, I don't know that it's going to happen that way. Right. I, I have I have not had a kiss that had skyrocket, um, even in the Fourth of July when I was kissing a guy. <laughs> I don't know. And there were actual rockets, rockets. rockets. Flying, you know. There were my rockets, you know. <laughs> uh, and I've had some really nice kisses mm. in my life, you know. But I don't, I don't remember any bells and whistles and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, have you had bells and whistles? You know, like um, um, and-
0: I know one person <laughs> I can think of in my life that yep. I don't know that it was necessarily rockets, <laughs> but I remember that first kiss thirty years later. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah.
1: That first kiss. Yeah. It was toe clenching. Yeah, <laughs> oh, toe crunch. Well, toe crunch. I have had toe crunching kisses, yeah, but but no, but no, but no skyrocket. No, yeah. it was so, a it
0: was a nice, it was a star filled dark <laughs> night. Maybe that was it.
1: I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Those stars were there just for your kisses. There you so, go. <laughs> so, exactly. They they were put in the sky for you, and so you know you there's still, um, you can have the, the truly connected feeling where, you know, it's like meant for the two of you to kiss, but it doesn't have to be the first date. It doesn't have to be the second date. It has to be the third date. And, you know, this is really dependent upon culture, upon traditions, upon, you know, related to courtship and stuff like that. It can also be, How the two of you have been introduced, maybe it's been because you've been online, maybe you've been friends for a while before you dated, maybe you were chatting, or maybe you're introduced at a party. It can also be like, hey, we had a a coffee date, and then that went so well, so we decided to hang out for the rest of the day, and then that whole rest of the day, action-packed dating um, led into dinner and then that dinner date led into like dancing at night and then that after dance date led into like hey let me walk you home and then that led to like let's kiss at the door right? and you know so there's there's whole sorts of different scenarios to like what's the end of the date so um, you kind of have to really feel into what is the end of the date and so there's really no right or wrong here but When you decide that it's a good time to have a kiss, if the guy says, hey, I'd like to kiss you, some guys are gentlemen like that, and they say, hey, I'd like to kiss you, um, then if you feel like that's a good time, you might say, hey, that's great, and so then you let him kiss you, and then then that happens, right? right? And so, if he says, hey, I'd like to kiss you, and you'd like him to kiss you, but you don't want him to kiss you, like, right in that moment, don't put him off like by saying no right. <laughs> but i'll take a rain check like, <laughs> right you know like like do it like in a way that's like not off-putting like say like yeah i'd really love to kiss and like use the and word instead of the but word. Yeah. and and um i'm really looking forward to getting to know you better before kissing you know mm. something like that like So that way, it kind of puts it future forward. Like, you're wanting to spend more time with them. You're not shutting it down. Right. It's like, doesn't go door slam, you know? Right, right. Guys guys are real sensitive, just like women are. They are. are. I think in some ways, they
0: can be more than women sensitive because they're like, there are things that they think are supposed to work. and, if a woman liked me, it would. And it, it's always interesting to, you know, when you have a guy friend figure out that, wait a second,
1: they have a lot of the same
0: worries and insecurities that we do. But right. And it's, so if it's a, guy just, to, if a guy
1: is trying to, if a guy's trying to make his move, you know, if he's not asking, like verbally, but he's trying to make his move, and a girl pulls away, yes. he may not try and make a ever move again. again. You know, <laughs> ever again. You know, and so it's kind of like you have to notice those signals as women. Like, okay, he's trying to make a move. I don't want that move right now, but I'm still into him. Right. So how can I? How can I give him the indication? Like, hey, I'm I'm wanting him. I'm I'm liking him. I just don't want to be kissed yet. Right. you know so it's it's kind of like you still have to give him signals like you're into him like maybe by some physical contact or by flirting with him or like leading him on still but and not shutting him down um, so so it's like a lead him in and and not turn him off you well, know, because you still want him to that's a great
0: um, um segue yeah <laughs> To your next item, which oh, I feel like we yeah. are um, cresting on that, uh, the when okay, to yeah. when to say yes to sex. Ooh, if it doesn't yeah. happen organically, because if I remember, it can happen organically too.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know that's a that's a good thing because you know what is organic? You know, because I think organic is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: can be (laughs) it should be discussed (laughs) if we are learning nothing else from me too (laughs) is that open discussion is critical
1: yeah organic can be dangerous and and, and maybe, maybe it's, a, and it, that, that just really depends. It, in my early years, organic was dangerous. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, and I don't know. It, for some women, they have, they can have a, an all or nothing type of mentality. It's like, okay, I'm going to wait or I'm, or I'm all in, you know? So I like to, to go for the, what I call the all in method of deciding. It's like when all of you feels congruent with a decision about, I'm all in for wanting to be intimate with this man. And so I used to have like, okay, I'm all in. And then a part of me would get, I promised myself that I'm not going to sleep with this man until this, this, and this. And then I would break my promise because... <laughs> <laughs> because you know, organic happens. Or do something, and organic <laughs> happens, right? And my body would get like all into it, and then I would be like, at the end of the day, I would be like, "Well, try <laughs> you know. <laughs> and that that was when I was young, and and I would go against my red flags, and then I would feel you know disappointed in myself right. because I I went against the red flag. and you know if there was you know, alcohol involved and my inhibitions Mm. were down or something like that. So one of the cautions I would say is don't drink or do any kind of drugs when you're trying to make the decision about whether or not you're all in because the inhibitions go down. So I learned that when I was young. So don't be intimate with a man because your mind gets foggy. So if you're on those dates, the early on dates, and you're trying to decide, oh, is this chemistry, or am I in love, or does he really want to be with me, or do I really want to be with him? Yeah, don't don't be drinking or doing any kind of drugs. I mean, maybe you do those types of things anyway, but <laughs> until you've decided, and I'm not telling you don't do that, right? You know, right. But don't 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 do that—the drinking or the drinking—until you're super clear on whether or not this is the guy you want to have that intimate um, relationship with. And if you've made that decision already, then great. Okay. Go ahead and, and a drink or a drug with him. You know, if that's something you want to do, but, but have the clarity about if this is, if this is a partner, you're going to get, right. into the back with, you know, right, right. another thing about that is like, okay, um, what's the criteria you're going to make that decision to sleep with him or not? Because we, as women create bonding hormonally when we sleep with men, that's like a truth, you know, so it gets kind of confusing if we have an expectation that if the every man we sleep with is going to become our life mate, because right. that just is not true and they make decisions differently than women do about sexual intimacy, not they don't decide that every woman they sleep with is going to be someone they partner with for, for life. And well, so, you know, it is, we just have to know what they're what they want and what we want and so it's good to talk about that
0: it, it is very good to talk about that and It is important for us to be honest with ourselves about what we really want, right? What we really want,
1: yeah. a
0: lot of times, and, you know, nothing that we say in general applies to everyone because I Mm -hmm. have known women who enter into relationships and they are like, the sex is great, but he's not for me. And, you know, most guys... Don't expect that from a woman. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, I embrace the sisters who have that confidence and are able to say, what I need right now is good pipe laid.
1: Yeah,
0: and there's no right
1: or wrong. There isn't, there isn't. No, right there isn't. I said, no. That's why I said the all in method of deciding. And so if you are congruent with your decision, then, then great. There's, there's, there's a relationship, which is called like a no strings attached relationship. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it's like um, friends with benefits or no strings attached or um, a one-night stand or a more than one night stand. And that's stand, usually you know, when or, you
0: find the guys you know. who want a relationship <laughs> for some reason. But, yeah, being honest yeah. about what both of you want and expect is right. critical. And if a guy tells you that he doesn't want something, or if a woman tells you that she, please believe them. Please believe the person.
1: Yeah, and and if he says, I don't want um, a long-term relationship, and then he goes and finds a long-term relationship with somebody else, it could be that he didn't want to... With a you? long-term relationship with you, right. or he wasn't ready for it in that moment. It's you know, there's all sorts of reasons. It's nothing to take personally. Absolutely. And and so, if you know the criteria for which you want a long-term a partner, like a partner, it doesn't mean a long-term partner. Maybe you need to have knowledge about. Okay, I need to know the person's first and last name. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. I mean, that's okay. But or maybe you need to know that this person is um, their age and their um, their sexual history right. and that they're not married mm-hmm. you know maybe that's all you need to know and that they're willing to wear a condom you know right. that's all you need right so, you know so who, who knows I mean we we we're not judging but as long as you're defining what that criteria is but if, then if you said okay I'm I want a monogamous relationship mm-hmm. so that changes the criteria. So. Uh, Once you decide, okay, this monogamous relationship, you're going to need to know a lot more uh, things before Mm -hmm. you decide you're going to hop in the sack with somebody. Right, because you sleep with someone on
0: the first date, there should not be an assumption of monogamy. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but there should, well, there should never be an assumption, but especially when you've entered into an intimate relationship early in mm-hmm. don't make that assumption just saying right so yeah your other point was who should pay now the old-fashioned amongst us are going is that a question <laughs> 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 um That's really kind of, well, I,
1: I know we're not talking about paying for sex at this point so, right. um.
0: <laughs> i love that <laughs> yeah. Who should pay for the meal?
1: <laughs> although although they do have those 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 sites that are like the um the sugar daddy sites that are kinda like paying for sex, but Yes, I've say, heard no, of that. About that. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. So um but um yeah, they they're different types of roles, you know, and that's kinda like another thing about clarity. And that's what's making Dating really fun is when we have clarity about what we want. That makes it so much easier to have fun dating. Like to get that initial clarity about what we want with a guy, what we want with ourselves, what we what we want with regard to money, what we want with regard to you know with sexuality. All this kind of clarity makes it so much easier. And when we're just so easy and we show up with ease and with grace you know then we could just focus on the fun. Yeah. You know? So yeah so uh, a lot of women who've been in relationships in the past we know what we like what what we don't like you know what works for us and so if if we have like traditional money roles where the guy pays for everything and and we like we know that's super important that's like what we call traditional money roles. Right. So,
0: and, and there's a lot people, of stuff that's not traditional anymore. So I think yeah. this is actually an important discussion point because right. we may make assumptions uh, about who's paying and mm-hmm. you know, let's be clear that we Sometimes date younger men. I am a firm mm-hmm. proponent of that personally. Um, just know what you're dating them for and make sure they have the level of maturity or level of skill that you're dating them right. for. <laughs> well,
1: well, you know, not all not all older guys have the level of skill that you're looking for either. So
0: That's why I'm saying you know, do not close the door. <laughs> there is a reason men peak early and women later. And I think that whole (laughs) physiological argument says, you know, who am I to argue?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I'll I'll give you, I'll give you an example though, for, for money rolls just, just for, while we're on the topic. So, you know, here's, here's four different types of, of money rolls. So you've got the traditional one that we talked about where the guy pays for everything. And, and, Even though you might think that, you know, uh, in the over 50 category, every man is going to want to be the traditional money role and every woman is going to want to have that. I think that that's not true. I think that so many women are in the, uh, have been in the, the workplace where they have made their own money and they might think that if a guy pays for everything, that, you know, it's too controlling and that sounds inconceivable and they might want to split things more evenly. So, so one woman who was my client, she said that if a guy pays that he might have expectations for intimacy. And so she paid because she did not want to sleep with him. because She didn't want to have him think that she was going to sleep with him. So she wanted to have the controlling hand there. Okay. So, one woman said that she only paid if she didn't want to have a second date because that made her feel more in control. So they both paid, but for the opposite reason.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> That's interesting.
1: <laughs> I thought it was interesting. They both had the idea of having the control, but for the opposite reasons. and then um then I had a client that said they wanted um, to have the guy take the traditional role because they felt that that was being not having him have control, Mm -hmm. but more having him pamper her, Hmm. you know, like. Perspective is everything. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That like to take the, you know, open the door for her, you know, escort her arm in arm, you know, so, so she liked the idea of feeling pampered. Right. And then. Yeah. And then I had another person who she said, well, look, I just look at the idea of it's very low impact in a sense. You know, we're going to a date where it's like a coffee date. So it's not a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Whoever shows up first can pay if they wanted to. If he shows up first, if he wants to pay, he can offer. If he doesn't want to pay, he doesn't have to. If I show up, I can buy my own coffee. I can sit and wait. So it's very low impact. If it seems like he doesn't have a lot of money and we go on a second date, you know, I'm assessing that type of thing. It's, right. you know, we can offer to, we can offer to just meet someplace that doesn't have money mm-hmm. involved and we can assess like much, like more of a, a, you know, a Dutch, you know, pay as you go. Right. thing. Right. And, um, so it's, it's just more of like the initial meeting greet is just more about, you know, getting to know each other, having company, Um, So that's, you know,
0: that's interesting that, you know, that even would be a conversation point. But I think it really is something to be highlighted, especially for the After 50 crew who potentially are not even thinking that there is a question of who would pay. Right. So remember, there could well be a question of who should pay. And maybe you should have that conversation before you go out to know who's going to be picking up the tab or whatever. If you suggest a really um, expensive restaurant and you say, this is my favorite place. I really like this. I'm going here. I'd like, you know, I'd like us to go there. Potentially, you maybe should be prepared to pay for at least your meal. I don't necessarily think that You should be prepared to pay for your date's meal, but, you know, this is a different age and time, so it may well be. And I think for younger women, that happens easier than Mm -hmm. for maybe... Older women who are used to typical patriarchal roles, right? <laughs> so um, this is this this is a conversation piece for us, ladies. So who pays? Let's make that clear early in, so that there are no surprises. So you know, the con- there's so much we have to learn, and no dating is a new world. There's online dating. There's all this stuff that if you've not dated in 10, 5, 20 years, oh my goodness. <laughs> it's, it's, And I think that's why sometimes a lot of older women don't date, it's, it's too intimidating. So if they're not gonna meet someone at church or if they don't go to church at maybe a social event, they'll just be alone. But you can be intentional about love is what Andy is telling us. And you can decide what you want out of love. You can explore your love journey and you can do the work internally to figure out what you want, and then work toward that. Because it's great that every Harlequin romance we read, (laughs) the guy came, found her in sometimes the most obscure circumstances. I've got a very, I've, I've got at least 10 friends who met their partners online. I've been to weddings of people who met online, and are still together. So we have to open our hearts, we have to open our minds, we have to open our spirits to receiving what's there. Andy, you have a free gift for our listeners?
1: Yes, I do, yeah. It's the uh, 7 Simple Secrets to Find Your Soulmate Now. Mm. And it's a it's a free guide, and it's going to help uh, our ladies take the first step to creating the relationship of your dreams. Right. And I'm real excited for everyone to have that.
0: And you can download that from Andy's website findandkeepagreatman.com I'm going to repeat it for you findandkeepagreatman.com where you can also find out about how to work with Andy privately or take her online group program. So there are a number of options for you here. If you are looking to put your toe in the water and you don't want to do it alone and you don't have to do it alone and don't take dating advice from your friends who are married, especially if they've been married for the last 30 years. Just do yourself the favor of having someone help you who can actually help you. Right? Andy, it was great yeah. to have you on the podcast today. I know my listeners have learned a lot of good stuff. I know I've learned a lot of good stuff. So I will wrap up now by saying: don't forget, find and keep is Andy's website. Thank you, Andy. Any last little tidbit for my listeners?
1: Oh, thank you so much, Petal, for having me on your show. I really appreciate that. And ladies, just um, wanted to let you know that no matter what you're feeling right now, you can absolutely, absolutely be loved and adored for exactly who you are. And you don't have to struggle through it alone. You don't have to wait. You don't have to work hard Uh, to find the man of your dreams no matter if it's been scary or hard in the past you are amazing and you can have the man and the life that you want to have so thank you thank you thank you for sharing your time with me today
0: all right well thank you so much listeners love you much this is petal after 50 shades of gray the podcast